Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Mike for Success. If you don't know my name, my name is Michael Radin. This is Mike for Success, where you can learn about entertainment and the LA market and all my friends that I say it's most of my friends that come in here and can express their interest and their knowledge of the LA market. And today we have someone amazing, someone that is in the photography world, branding specialist world, um, content creation world. It is Gabriella Robinson, who is a true friend of mine, who I went to school with, who is an amazing human being, who has, you know, blown up on TikTok, has over 5 million monthly impressions and 150,000 followers across social media platforms, and someone that you guys are all going to enjoy tonight. But before we start, don't forget to listen to our last episode with Mike C. If you want to learn about the photography world and the LA market about shooting professional sports athletes and entertainment people like Beyonce. But before that, with our sponsor, My Whistlebox. My Whistlebox. Did you know that sending information over email is not secured? Stop sending information through unsecured email. Start by sending it through My Whistlebox. My Whistlebox allows you to send, receive private information in a secured way, so you feel safe and secured. For more information, go to www.mywhistlebox.com to learn more and to get started. Happy whistling. We got Gigi Robinson in the house. Uh, I like to call you Gigi, but your real name, Gabriella Robinson. But welcome, Gabby. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, For those that don't know, yes, my name is Gabrielle, but it is very long and cumbersome. So if you were to type it out, it would be like almost 20 characters, and that's just a lot. So we have consolidated our name to Gigi on social media. It's also a name that a lot of my friends and family call me. So yeah, you guys can find me at It's Gigi Robinson anywhere, anywhere you want. It's amazing. So for everyone that doesn't know who... Gabriella is or Gigi. She is from New York City. And how about you tell us about yourself? Where are you from? Tell us, you know, if you want to say how old you are and where you went to school. Yeah, for sure. So I am born and raised in New York City, grew up on the Upper East Side, moved to the Bronx in Riverdale in high school. I went to the Fame School. For those of you that don't know, it's where like Jennifer Aniston, Nicki Minaj, a couple other cool people went. Look it up. And yeah, so I went there and then I went to FIT for a year when I was starting college. I ended up transferring to the University of Southern California, which is how I met Michael through our social media club called Reach. And I honestly just fell in love with photography when I was probably like 11 or 12. I picked up one of my dad's cameras. It was the D70 and I just did not put it down. Then when I was going to high school, I saved my Christmas money and I bought one of those like kit camera kits from Costco. And I just started shooting as much as I could with that. Then I started shooting landscapes. And shortly after I realized I was like, okay, I think I want to do this for life. Like I love photography. I love image making and storytelling through it. Um, and I went to the International Center of Photography for several courses for two years. And after doing that, I was really like, okay, it's time that we like put some more like juice into this. It's not just pretty photos. There has to be purpose behind them. And that's how I kind of decided to get into activism and advocacy work and documenting those experiences as well, which I further developed in college. So. Yeah, that's that's a little long story short. 
That's amazing. And Gigi has all sorts of tricks between photography, editing, you know, uh, diving into branding and getting internships. And maybe now that we're done with college, you know, it's a little easier for her. But during the time in college, she was a girl that was going, what, Perrymount. You had uh, Abercrombie and Finch. Like, you had things going all over the place. And that's some knowledge you can spit today about how to get internships, how to, you know, get your content out there on TikTok and get, you know, blow up on social media accounts. But first, let's start with the brand ambassador programs, because this is something where I've learned a ton from you and something you've had a lot of experience in and teaching some of our close friends on how to do things. But tell everyone about the brand ambassador programs you've been a part of and how you actually got into that and how it kind of kickstarted your content creation career from the beginning on doing things for humongous companies. Yeah, I would say... Um... A couple of things. One, when you're in college, a lot of the time you need a student job. Either that's like your work study job or you find some other kind of job just to get a little extra money. I feel like it's really that first time, hopefully, well, hopefully not the first. Hopefully you've had some kind of work experience, you know, in high school or be before that babysitting, doing something casual. But it's really the first time where I think you have this like moment of, okay, I need an internship so I can further my career so that I can further whatever goal you're trying to reach in your life with your career, with your family, economics, etc. So I had these work study jobs, I was doing operating uh, cameras for virtual lectures for a engineering professor. It was very, very boring. It said it sounded so cool too, because it was like video, video recorder, um, you know, cameraman. And I was like, sick, like, this is gonna be so much fun. And then I was literally just like, back doing like back end programming and was like, this is awful. Like, I'm wasting hours of my time just sitting in a cold icebox with crazy loud machinery and learning about engineering that I know nothing about. So I was like, what can I do as a student job that is creative and I'll also learn and I'll grow. So I started scouring the internet because that is just something I've honestly always done. And people always ask me like, gee, how did you get so many internships? How have you always gotten your art like into galleries and how have you won so many art competitions? And the answer is literally research. Like, what do, I don't understand what people don't understand. They're so freaking lazy. I would say that the majority of people I know are lazy and they don't see the outcomes that they don't like that they ultimately want because they're fucking lazy. And that is like the biggest thing that I want anyone listening to this episode to take away is do not be lazy if you're really trying to succeed. But, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I mean, at some points we all are. I mean, I think I'm lazy in the elements of self-care and personal uh, things like doing laundry once a month when I should do it like once a week or like even sometimes I don't make my bed. And that's something that's like a very like three to five minute thing that affects my day to day schedule. But anyway, let's let's stay on track here. I would just say I started by researching creative student jobs, creative internships creative, um, you know, positions, creative college assistant needed, um, creative director, photography editor, uh, anything creative, literally anything. And then I came across this one ad on LinkedIn and it said Abercrombie and Fitch 
brand agent. And I looked at the description. It was like photography, digital marketing, you know, posting on social media. And I was like, hmm, sounds kind of interesting. Like if I were to get this job, theoretically, I would be able to do the photography, do modeling, learn digital marketing, learn on-campus marketing, learn event planning. And I was like, hmm. Very interesting. So ultimately, I had interviews with them. And actually, funny story, they didn't accept me at first. Like somehow I had interviews and they lost my application. I don't know like what truth there is there. I didn't question it ever after I accepted the role. But ultimately, what also another thing you guys should all take into account is persistence, but in a polite way. Whenever you're trying to either get something out of someone or you're really passionate about something, go at it with an approach of like, okay, this is something I'm really passionate about. Here's why. Here's why I am the ideal candidate. And here is, you know, how I can really be an asset to your brand. Please trust me on this. And if you take it with that approach rather than I really want this position because it's going to look so good on my resume and it's a major brand and I know that it's just going to like make me look super cool. Obviously, they would take the first one. So to anybody looking for a job, even if you are messaging like your favorite company or they give you an interview, really just handle it with like the gracious approach. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got started with brand ambassador stuff. And that was the first of 12 that I did in my college career. So, so let me ask you this brand ambassadors from my side, from looking at the sports side, cause I've seen a lot of brand ambassadors for, you know, workout clothes to, you know, sports drinks and all these things you see across our, you know, USC campus with friends. How many of them are really using you and those internships that, or those brand ambassadorships that you did, you actually didn't just become a brand ambassador. I think, the companies that you worked with, you actually became part of the company and actually took it in and learned a ton from it. But I think a lot of people's fear about doing brand ambassadorships is they're, they're kind of using you. They're there to get you out there and sell for them and kind of, hey, we're going to give you free products. And that's pretty much it. Do you Have you had experience on both sides of that? Um, here's what I'll say about it. I think there is a very contorted perspective of what it means to be a brand ambassador because of all of the, you know, schemes that you see on social media, oh, DM to be a brand ambassador and what it it doesn't mean, oh, you're just selling something. It means that you align yourself with the values of a company. So if you say, okay, I'm going to be a brand ambassador for a fast fashion company, okay, what does that say about you as a person? It says that you don't really care much about sustainability. It says that you, you know, care about trends more than you care about the environment. Um, you know, so taking those kinds of things into account is super important. When I was looking at the Abercrombie program, something that, which also actually, sorry, I'm like so all over the place. Something that a lot of brands now have when you apply to a job is like their values. And they say, which of these values do you most relate to? So looking at brand values before you get an internship, before you get a brand ambassadorship, or even before you accept a corporate job, or also if you accept something as a freelance, like client, freelancer, artist, whatever, um, make sure that you are aligning yourself with those brands that you actually relate to. So Abercrombie was one of those that I genuinely felt that with and so on and so forth. So that is, 
you know, something that is super important. And not only is the brand using you and your platform, but I think, you know, these brands are already successful in what they do. They're trusting you. They're saying, look, we really enjoy your energy. We we align with your values and your message. We want to work together so that we can kind of like have a mutually beneficial relationship here. It's not just about selling the product. It's not just about getting likes on photos. It's about really creating that partnership with a brand where the individual and the brand can both say, look, like, here's our partnership. It's super dope. And even if it doesn't generate sales, hopefully it's going to give people more of a, um, I don't know what the word is, like a more of a genuine perspective on the brand. And the reason brands are using brand ambassadors first and foremost back to sales and digital marketing is that they're interested in getting the product in hands of new audiences. They realize, oh, celebrities and TV advertising doesn't always work. So now they're transitioning a lot to social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And from there, they're expecting that each individual influencer is going to have a different audience to reach. So, you know, me as a collegiate aged woman, I'm going to have a different audience than, you know, you who is also around collegiate age men who's going to have a different audience than a collegiate age high schooler who's an influencer or even a DIY mom influencer. So there's a lot of different things that go into being a brand ambassador and brands are obviously allowed to work with whoever they want to, but it just really helps them expand their audience in a way that's kind of newer than maybe traditional marketing. Right. And you who just started your own corporation, which is congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, later down the road that you do want ambassadors for your company if you do anything with you know products and stuff how would you you know go about teaching your ambassadors that you learn from you know people that mentored you in these programs and you learned from what is stuff that you say i wish if i had my own company and i can do it this way i'd do it this way for the ambassador program instead of the way i did it is there anything you would change or improve um Well, here's just something about my company, um, because I have two perspectives here. My company is a media and creative, um, you know, freelancing company. So if a company says, hey, Gigi, we want you to create some assets for our brand, um, whether that's still life photography or those are portraits, that like I'm kind of like the one stop shop where they can get both. Um, Either they can get my professional photography or my social media, like kind of personality photos. So that or videos for TikTok. Um, So those are kind of what I would be focusing on there. And that's definitely different. Like I'm not going to be a creative influencer agency. Um, It's really just to help my media and my photography grow. So that is that. And it's called It's Gigi LLC. Um, It's Gigi Media on Instagram. Super (laughs) simple, but yeah. Everyone should go check it out. (laughs) Um, so that is that. And in terms of brands looking to create better ambassadorships, I would really say, look for the people that are genuinely posting about products they love or genuinely could incorporate the product into their day-to-day lifestyle. So like, for example, this fall, when I was working with Timberland, it was really about like, who are the city goers? Who are those outdoors people? And who are kind of like these, uh, you know, just like super bold and adventurous voices. 
are they interested in sustainability? Do they talk about saving the environment? Do they talk about their commitment to giving back? Those are all real things that the brand hired an agency to then go out and look for students with those qualifications. So I would just say that in brand partnerships, um, even like those one-off posts that you see influencers doing, which by the way, I do think brands are starting to realize like being a brand ambassador and having a longer term, more consistent relationship is really beneficial because it builds that trust really a lot. Um, but overall, you just have to be more authentic and be passionate about it. It's not just a paycheck. Um, at least that's how I see it. And I, I do feel very privileged that I've grown my community and my platform big enough so that, you know, I can be picky and choosy and I can decline deals. Because in the beginning, no doubt, I was accepting things just to pay the bills, which is, I feel like we all are there at some point, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, just be more genuine, not only for the brand side, but for the influencer side too. That is amazing. I think brands can really, and companies can really learn off of that. And kids that wanting to be ambassadors can really learn a lot of information from what you just said. I know on my part, I was a brand ambassador for a food place. I was just a pawn. I mean, they weren't, they were a startup food place and kind of just needed to get the word out. They didn't really care for us, but they did pay me. So it was kind of nice. But moving on to TikTok, which is Gigi and I were are part of a club or not part of it anymore, still part of the organization. We're doing something about it called Reach. And Reach has a lot of people on, you know, Alan Chicken Chow was on the show earlier and Mia Finney, who are very big in TikTok. Gigi herself right here is also blowing up on TikTok. And we're kind of like the TikTok club group that has evolved after SC and can teach a lot of kids about TikTok and creation. And, you know, everyone has their own niches and you have a really unique niche that I think is going to take everyone by storm because you're the first of a kind to really express your feelings about how you grew up, how you feel and positivity about body image. Would you like to express yourself on everything about TikTok and information on how kids can grow and what you've done yourself? Yeah. So I initially hate to say it, but I'm going to admit it. Going to be real with you guys. I was that person who was like, not another social media platform. I don't want to get on it so annoying, stupid videos. And I just, I, I hate that I had that perspective. I really wish that I had seen the opportunity like a bunch of other members of Reach did early on, but I was getting in my own way. I let my, you know, emotions and my ego rule me at that point. And that's something I recently talked about in a different podcast episode that I recorded with a separate friend, but um, don't let your, like, emotions get in the way of your ego and vice versa. Um, you got to really just like do things when you feel that they're right in your gut. So flash forward um, in 2019 to August, I get this DM from a marketing agency who runs the TikTok ambassador program. And they said, Hey, we think you'd be a great fit. Is there any chance you'd, you know, want to be a TikTok brand ambassador? And I was like, this is weird. Like I've never been on TikTok before. I've never downloaded it. Maybe, or maybe I downloaded it. I had like followers from reach, which was like 20. <laughs> um, and I just said, you know what? I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And I started posting, you know, very casual things, transition videos, um, just the things that I had to do the bare minimum for the program. 
then um, I started seeing some success with some random kinds of storytelling on TikTok and some like food videos because I was eating very, um, I had like an eating disorder last fall in 2019. So I was eating in very peculiar ways, I should say. And I was recording it and I thought it was, you know, funny and helpful at the time. Flash forward a few months, I started getting viral videos from like ASMR and product reviews. And I was like, okay, maybe I just do product reviews of things I already love in the clean beauty industry. So I also, that's something, one of my personal brand pillars and like values is like nothing, I'm not using anything that's not cruelty free, not naturally based or vegan, um, you know, no chemicals, anything. So I started doing reviews like that. And then simultaneously, I was like, hmm, I'm having issues with my body image and my confidence with my body. Why don't I start talking about that? I was also really suffering from my chronic illnesses, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about later. And I said, why not talk about it? Um, I personally think the way that you can heal is to kind of have that moment of self-actualization and just kind of be like, okay, here's a problem. How am I going to proceed in a way that's positive and that can, you know, help me and persist in a way that is going to, you know, make me happier. So I started posting about it, started seeing success, so on, so forth, kept posting. And yeah, that's just basically how I found a couple niches that I liked on TikTok. And that was all the way back in, you know, the early parts of 2020. I was, I'm happy to say that everyone did kind of come around at me and say like, oh my God, wow. Like as soon as I started gaining that traction on TikTok and once quarantine hit the first time in 2020, everyone suddenly wanted to be my friend, which was kind of annoying. Not gonna lie. Welcome to LA. LA at its finest. But next question will answer a lot of questions. What do you need to do to make a good TikTok between photography? I know I see a lot of accounts with photography and video and lighting. And I mean, Mia told us in our in our group a long time ago, you guys should never put filters on our TikTok videos because it's just not going to go. Don't put hashtags. What are your tips about for yourself? Like, what do you, how do you make a good TikTok? Well, um, I would say there's two avenues you can go down. Three, three, okay, three things I want to talk about. The first thing is kind of like a structure and a system. If you have a systematic format of a video and you notice that it gets viral success time and time again, you know, people post transition videos, they post those before and afters. That is something that goes over and over and over that isn't necessarily unique, but it's a system and it works and people like it. So find your system, find what works for you. If that's, you know, ASMR videos, great, like run with that. If that's videos where, you know, you're making your own audios and you're doing funny skits like chicken, then that's great. If you're doing, you know, these dad daughter challenges like Mia, that's another one. So there's so many different things and it really does come uh, from the second point that I'm going to make, which is kind of finding your why and knowing your brand. You can't just, I mean, you obviously can have videos just like go viral on TikTok, but I think 
to be TikTok famous or to grow your following on TikTok isn't necessarily just about creating virality around yourself. Like that's boring. Like who, who the fuck cares? You want to create virality around a personality when you are either being entertaining or educational. One of two things, your content's either entertaining for people to watch or you're teaching something or, you know, it's, it's something new. And that's my third point there is you have to really determine which kind of content you're doing, then determine your brand voice, vice versa, and then come up with the system and repeat, repeat, repeat. I personally found success with, you know, three different things that are unique to me and what I do on other social platforms, which is advocating for body image, body confidence, advocating for chronic illness and mental health, and talking about clean beauty. Those are the things that I do. Sometimes I do those funny, random, you know, trending videos and they don't perform well. Why do they not perform well? Because that's not what my audience follows me for. So listening to your audience and really, again, establishing who you are and what your values are before you work with brands, before you even start making videos is so important. And then one other thing that I wanted to just say is like, you just have to start. If you don't start, then like, you're not going to go anywhere. And briefly, I also wanted to mention and honestly question when people do say, oh, I want to be an influencer. Oh, I want to, you know, work with brands or I want to be TikTok famous. Why? Like, what's the why? What's your why? I know my why. What's yours? Um, Personally, I think that, you know, to anybody growing a social platform, it's really about establishing your value for your audience, which I just mentioned. I want to be that advocate and that person that younger women and younger men and, you know, younger people and Gen Z and so on can look up to and say, oh, wow, I have a chronic illness. I didn't have some, I didn't have somebody like that when I was that age. So I want them to be able to look to me and be like, wow, she, you know, embraced it doing X, Y, Z. Same with body image. I didn't have anybody telling me that like, it was okay to have stretch marks when I was 13. And I was freaking out and like, oh my God, I had to hide them. I had to wear longer pants because I was scared of my stretch marks or scared of, you know, the way that pants fit me. And all of these like normal things that we go through, through puberty, like those awkward phases of life um, that really do affect us later on. So ultimately I'm doing it to help younger kids. And uh, honestly, I mean, people of our age too have these issues, but that's what I'm doing it for. And I, I just seriously like implore every single person saying they want this fame, they want to do something, what your purpose is. You know, like, are you trying to just be like a comedic figure, which is fine. Like, if that's what you want to do, follow your dreams. But are you doing it just for the vanity, for the clout? Or are you doing it because you actually have a message to share with people? So that's my tea. And I think think that's 100% true. When you look at most of the TikTokers, YouTubers, you know, people out there, most of them that are big and have a very, really engaging audience are doing content that is helping someone and making someone feel comfortable and i get it like jake paul and logan paul were the big of youtube and uh, like mr beast right now his his content is i've never seen someone spend so much money doing his like doing his content but in terms of what he does people feel connected because if they he brings his uh subscribers in he will give you money 
not that he wants to do it every time. He knows he's making so much money off of his videos. He wants to give to people. He wants to, you know, change people's lives. And doing that, he can do fun videos and dumb videos like that that will get 50 million views. And I think we've seen that in this content creation world where people that try to be famous fail. And people I that are just out there to express, you know, their life and show a vision that no one's seen out there before are doing well. Right. And I mean, if you are choosing to, you know, do these like outfit of the day picks, it's like, okay, we have this outfit of the day account, right? For example, or we have this food account. What's the purpose behind it? Is it that you, you know, you're trying to boost your ego and get likes because you have a really cool sense of fashion? Or are you trying to disrupt the fashion industry or the food industry or, you know, the shoe industry by X, Y, Z? Um, or are you trying to, you know, establish a relationship with people in the music industry? I have friends all the time. They post their music because they're, you know, they're up and coming. They're looking to be scouted. Their purpose is to get their music out there because they have their story to tell. So, yeah, I don't know. I just encourage everybody to just kind of do a self audit every couple of months. on like, where am I at with my personal goals? and values and where am I at in terms of showing up on social media? Um, I just, I've been doing a lot of thinking about how inauthentic social media can be. And I really try my best to show up as authentically and as genuine as I can. Um, yeah, without oversharing too much, cause that's a whole other thing. And I thank you for that. And we need more people like you.